0: Welcome back as we continue our series on the book of Proverbs that we are uh, titling Walking in Wisdom, looking at God's wisdom for us, thinking about how it applies within our lives. This is not a textual series. We are going basically step by step through some different topics covered in the book of Proverbs and grouping those Proverbs together. So far, we've covered wisdom, anger fear, joy, and last week, honesty. Tonight, we're going to look at the topic of integrity. Some people have defined integrity as this idea of a moral code. As I've looked up some quotes by different people. Tony Dungy, if you know him, he said, Tony, Tony Dungy said, the cho- integrity is the choice of doing what's right over what's convenient. Doing what's right over what's convenient. All right, that's pretty good. I like that. C.S. Lewis said, uh, It is doing the right thing when no one is watching. That's probably the most, that was kind of how I thought of integrity. Uh, I think there's just a, a slight variation on Lewis's definition, and we'll talk about that in just a minute. But if you think about the word integrity, the the base of that word, the the word integer, meaning one, meaning whole, uh, the the idea is that there's a wholeness throughout your life. You are consistent throughout your life. If you're engineers, you're talking about structural integrity, we're talking about the strength of that beam or that building that is as it should be throughout the whole beam or the whole building or the whole floor, whatever you're... Building, that's integrity, wholeness, oneness. And this is very much what the scriptures call for in how we live. Uh, my, my definition of it is just slightly different than C.S. Lewis, and it's this. Doing the right thing because God is watching. Not because no one is watching, but because God is watching. And this, this directs the paths of our lives. And I think this definition lines up with scripture. Uh, Integrity is living to please an audience of one. I read a quote this week about preaching, and I I forget uh, who it was who said the quote, but the basic gist of it is this. Some people get the idea that the preacher is uh, an actor on a stage, and the audience is the audience. But in fact, it's the audience who's on the stage living their lives, and the preacher is the one reminding the audience of their lost lines. Like that. Integrity is doing the right thing because God is watching. Integrity is living in a way where we understand that we're living to please an audience of one. Proverbs chapter 5, verse 21 For a man's ways are in full, are before the eyes of the Lord, and he ponders all his paths. Proverbs is clear, God is a part of the equation, and if you want to live a life of wisdom and a life pleasing to God, then you understand that God considers all your paths. He understands the person that you portray yourself to be, and maybe the person you put yourself out on social media, or the person you are at church when there's a public realm, but God also understands who you are when you are by yourself. In the quietness and the stillness of your heart and in your thoughts, God knows. God is watching and and considering your life and your path. Integrity is doing the right thing and living in the right way because God is watching, not because no one is watching. And that's why it matters. So a couple of things about integrity. First, integrity is God's way. Proverbs 14, verse 2, the scripture says, Whoever walks in uprightness fears the Lord, but he who is devious in his ways despises him. God God wants us to be consistently upright. And You you understand that there is is this idea, which we've talked about before, of fearing the Lord. Whoever walks in uprightness fears the Lord, Uh, but he who is devious in his ways, people who lack integrity, most often lack fear of the lord now sometimes we think well there's this worldly people out there and then there's us in here but when you look at scripture and and you you look at people jesus had heavy admonishment for religious people who lacked the fear of the lord heavy admonishment he he was well well <laughs> We'll get to it. Uh, Proverbs chapter 2 verse 7 says he stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He's a shield to those who walk in integrity. He's a shield to those who walk in integrity. David understood this in First Chronicles chapter 16 verse 10, which is not a proverb I understand, but the heart of a man after God's own heart. He said, I know my God that you test the heart and are pleased with integrity. And this is kind of gives us, go back to this idea of oneness. You're testing something, you're looking for that consistency throughout. Integrity is God's ways. In fact, Jesus hated the opposite of integrity, hypocrisy. Jesus compared religious people of the day to dirty dishes and whitewashed tombs. And those two pictures help us understand there was a difference between the inside and the outside. Outside of the cup looks very clean, but the inside it's dirty, it's filthy, you wouldn't drink from it. Uh, the, the tombs were whitewashed and were beautiful. They had a great festivals surrounding the tombs, but inside those tombs were rotting corpses, dead bones. Jesus used those two pictures to point out hypocrisy among people who claim to know God. You say integrity, you think, well, maybe it doesn't matter that much. No, it matters a great deal to God and to Jesus. There. The people that he admonished most were people whose inside was far different than their outside. I know that doesn't happen today. I know that today we've moved past that. We, we live completely integrated lives that no one would ever put on false pretenses here for a couple of hours a week. But, but rather, they are fully people of integrity. Well, of course, we understand that's probably not true either. Integrity isn't just God's way. It is God's way, but it isn't just that way. It, when you live a life of integrity, you're living the good way. Integrity is the way to live. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 9. Whoever walks in integrity walks securely, but he who makes his ways crooked will be found out. You lack integrity. You have crooked paths. You you claim to walk way, but walk another. Maybe you claim to walk one way outwardly, but inwardly in your mind or in your heart, you walk a separate path. Integrity is aligning the the thoughts, the heart, the actions of life together as one. In Proverbs chapter thirteen, I'm, I'm sorry, Proverbs chapter eleven. Verses 3 and 5, the integrity of the upright guides them, but the crookedness of the treacherous destroys them. Verse 5, the righteousness of the blameless keeps his way straight, but the wicked falls down by his own wickedness. Um, thinking about um, being successful, living a successful life, maybe correlating with what we talked about this morning in parenting, what? Parents, what what is it that makes is sort of the it factor when it comes to your children being successful? Some parents think, well, it's it's a proper education, the the and they new to college, and by now they probably have to get a master's if they want to do well in life, they want to be successful. Uh, perhaps it's friendships and cl- connections, so they try to get their kids in the right clubs, and they put their kids in the traveling team. They they want to get them in the moving in the right circles. Perhaps it is hustle, work ethic natural talent, money. I mean, there's an endless number of lists of things which you might consider it takes to be successful. But the scriptures seem to indicate, and and life seems to indicate as well, even among godless people, a a very common trait of wildly successful people is that they have fanatical degrees of integrity. I have a good friend who's very successful in business. He's been quite blessed uh, from a financial standpoint. And he exemplifies this. Several years ago, he and I went to lunch together. And we went to lunch. He said, I'll buy lunch. And we were out there at the register ordering food. And um, he said, What do you want? And I said, or, placed my order. And then he placed his. And I noticed he opened his wallet and, and he pulled out two cards. And in that moment, he just took, took just a half a second. And then he pulled out his personal card. He looked at me and said, this, this is not business related. That's integrity. That's a small example of fanatical integrity. What are we talking about, $16 maybe? $17 for for lunch for two people? I don't know. It's really not that big a deal. I doubt anyone running his business would have questioned the expense. But he knew that God was watching and that God cares as much about $16 as he does $16 million. And he knew that if that servant could be trusted with $16 in a moment where he had an opportunity to have, to, to, to have just a moment of waywardness with his integrity. He knew he could be trusted with much more. a small example of fanatical integrity. When you do what's right in God's eyes, when you do things God's way, he'll bless you. He'll bless your life. And that doesn't always mean things will be great that you'll be a blessed person if you live a life of integrity, because it's not just God's way, it's a good way. It's the way in which the world respects and people can see there's something different in you. Third, integrity isn't just God's way, and it's not just a good way, but integrity, as a matter of living, protects us, it guards us. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 3, The integrity of the upright guides them, but the crookedness of the treacherous destroys them. I believe this is the one, the translation, oh yes, NIV. In in but the unfaithful are destroyed by their duplicity. I like that. I mean, I don't like that. I like the, the way that it's described in the NIV versus the ESV in that one. The The unfaithful are destroyed by their duplicity. Think about that. You ever see someone rise to a level of success, and I'm talking about any level of success in marriage or business, in their personal relationships, um, and then fall? Most often, it happens, most often they stumble and fall because of their duplicity. The board of directors learns that there's been a second set of books, and the CEO loses his position. A husband well-respected found to be cheating on his wife. Duplicity and faithfulness are destroyed by it. But when you walk in integrity, you can sleep very peacefully. Your conscience isn't bothered one bit. Because you're living consistently. You need not worry. Integrity will protect your life and protect your ways. Proverbs chapter 13 verse 6 Righteousness guards him whose way is blameless, but sin overthrows the wicked. Integrity will protect you and keep you safe. In ministry, there are, you know, you just learn to let things go and. You learn to choose your battles. Over 20 plus years, uh, the largest battles I've been fought that I've fought have been upon my integrity. When someone attacks my integrity, um, I will fight tooth and, and nail to protect it because it's all I've got. If I don't have integrity, I don't have much else. So I have to watch it carefully and protect it. And some people cast aspersions and um, you just have to make sure that you're doing what's right. But your integrity is what protects you most of all in those situations. So live a life of integrity. It will protect you, it will protect those who come after you. Joseph knew this. Think about the story of Joseph in Genesis chapter 39. He's a successful young man. In Potiphar's household, there's nothing that he can't have. Well, there, there's, there's someone he can't have, and he doesn't want, but she wants him, and she tempts him many times. But I love what Joseph says in response to her advances. He says, How could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? That's integrity. That's integrity when it matters. You say, "Wait a minute!" Objection. Didn't Joseph's integrity in that moment actually hurt him? Wasn't this the thing which caused him? You know, he she was he was uh, fled her presence. It, she grabbed his cloak. He's naked. You know, she's uh, accusing him. He's naked. And and anytime somebody's accusing you and you're not wearing any clothes, usually. The judgment's going to go against you, okay? And it did, against Joseph this time. And he, he ended up in prison, forgotten. You say integrity protects you? Really? In the, in, the, in the short term, maybe, but in the long run, God knew that Joseph was going to be called to manage today what we would call billions of dollars in commodities. He has to be, had to be trustworthy with that. Integrity protects you, so make sure you protect your integrity fiercely. Joseph did. It cost him in the short term, but not in the long term. Uh, all of those adversities, all of those struggles that Joseph went through, I'm convinced were used to train him, to get him ready and prepared to be basically number two man in the world. That kind of power not many people can handle. And Joseph went through adversity, the fires, and that shaped him and even hardened his integrity. I, I know this slide makes everyone very uncomfortable, so you want me to advance it, don't you? Integrity, <laughs> integrity is doing the right thing, remember, because God is watching. And he's not the only one who's watching, by the way. Integrity isn't just the good way. It isn't just God's way. It doesn't just guard us, but it blesses generations. When you think about what you want for your children, as we talked about before, you want them to have education, you want them to have a strong work ethic, you want them to be successful, you want them to have a lot of good friends and be popular and well-liked. As a parent, maybe you try to help them in, in all of those ways. One of the best ways, I'm convinced, you can teach your children. One of the very best things you can do for your children if you want them to be successful is to teach them integrity. I'd rather my children fail a project or a paper or a test honestly than to cheat and dishonestly earn something that they didn't deserve. Proverbs chapter 20 verse 7 several of these proverbs about our children, the righteous who walks in his integrity, blessed are his children after him. Proverbs twenty two, one a good name is to be chosen rather than great riches, and favor is better than silver or gold. Proverbs chapter twenty eight, verse ten. Whoever misleads the upright into an evil way will fall into his own pit, but the blameless will have a goodly inheritance. Integrity blesses the next generation. If you want your children to do better than you, if you want your children's children to surpass you in terms of success, teach them to fear God and to have integrity. I was talking to a man that, as I was waiting on my Jeep to be repaired and we got to talking and came up where I served. He said, oh, yes, I know very much about Northside. I said, yes. Uh, he said, we're, uh, we're longtime friends with the Mocs. and He began to tell me about their relationship. He said, uh, he said Don and Ron are tremendous workers. I don't, I don't even worry about when I've asked them to do things for me, I don't even worry about what they charge because I know it will be fair and I know it will be honest. They said, you can't put a price on that kind of integrity and that kind of good work. That's commendable. That's the way Christians ought to be. And that type of integrity, that good name that they've blessed, not just themselves and their business, but their children and their children's children with, is a blessing. And that is because of integrity, doing the right thing and treating people in the right way. That doesn't mean, I'm sure, that there have been hardships and difficulties, as there often are in business. But integrity will guard you and protect you, and it will protect the next generation. If you want your children to exceed you, then teach them integrity. I told this morning the story about Dr. Stafford North and Be There, and I'm going to tell you the story about one of Dr. North's daughters, who's a a nurse, a, a surgical nurse, When she was in training, uh, she was basically going through this uh, series of tests, learning what happens in the surgery room, and she was working for a surgeon who was known to be a little gruff and uh, a little bit um, strict and demanding. And as they were going through this procedure, one of the things that the surgical nurses to do is to count all the sponges when you start and count all the sponges when you finish. Make sure that you haven't forgotten or left a sponge inside the patient it can cause a lot of problems. And uh, they said it was time to surgeon. Surgeon said it was time to close her up. Uh, you know, how many sponges do we have? And counted them, and they were one short. And uh, so they began looking around, looking in the various, you know, pulling everything away, you know, looking around, just trying to find it. And the surgeon became more and more irritated. He's obviously got more people lined up, more surgeries to do, but the the, the nurse refused to let him close the patient up until she had found every one, and she couldn't find it. And Dr. Norris' daughter, this surgical nurse, said, I'm sorry, sir, I can't let you close her. We don't have all the sponges. You know who I am? You know that I can make or break your career right now at this very moment. And you're telling me not to close up this patient? She said, yes, sir, I am. We'll find that sponge, but you can't close her up until we find the sponge. And in that moment, the surgeon took his right foot and moved it. And underneath the foot was the sponge that he had placed there to test this integrity of this young nurse. And he said, When you finish, you'll be on my team. Those are the people I want. People who aren't afraid, afraid to question me because of me, but who will do the right thing no matter what. That's integrity. Now, when Dr. North told that story, and this has been 20 years ago, he's tearing up. You know why? Has nothing to do with his daughter being a surgical nurse it has everything to do with the fact that she 's learned the lesson that when you follow Christ, you live a life of integrity and it isn 't just for a couple of hours in a pew, but it is in your life. You use equal weights for buying and selling. You always tell the truth even when it 's hard or difficult. you have integrity in the moment. Because not because no one is watching, but because one is watching all our ways and all our paths. Integrity is doing the right thing because God is watching. It's his way. It's the good way. It guards us. It protects us. It will guide and bless the next generation. And we heed the wisdom of Proverbs and live a life of oneness To please one. Please pray with me. Father in heaven. As we're instructed by your word. Many proverbs of wisdom have been laid out. But as has always been the case. It's up for our hearts to be soft enough to receive the word. And courageous enough to apply it. Tonight is... As these words have left my mouth and fallen on ears, no doubt some did not hear, Father. Some were very hard soil, doing other things, focused on other things. But there were some who needed these words and let them sink in. I pray that they will let them sink in deeply and live lives of integrity and oneness and in all their ways, in all the paths which you are watching. May they live to please you. May we all be as such. And if any tonight need to repent in a public way or need your son Christ, need to obey him and yield to him, Father, won't you move in their hearts to move and act because that pleases you. We love you, Father. And we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you love us because of Jesus. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Tonight, if you have a public need, in any sort of way, to put on Christ, or to begin new life in Christ by obeying the gospel, or if you need to repent, you need to turn back to him, Uh, whatever your public need might be, if you have one, meet me down front, and we'll help you in any way that we can, as together we stand and sing.